started off with a snowball. Pretty. Built-in Buffalo family, what is going on? We got a special show for you guys tonight. Friday night special. I am DM3. You can find me on Twitter at DM3 underscore B. To my right on your screen, that is the co-founder of Built-in Buffalo. That is Akeem Richens. You can find him. What's your Twitter handle, hey, Rich? King Rich underscore 987. 987. Bottom left, that is the new guy to our team. That is my guy, Cody Finney. Cody. How are you doing? Is your handle on Twitter, my guy? Uh, I don't even know, man. Cody Finney it is. Cody yeah, Finney. Yeah, we're, we're just going to rock with that. It's all right. something like that. And then bottom right, you guys all probably know him. That's my guy, Dan the Mitchell. Man. The man, the myth, the legend. We got him on finally. Um, oh, Dan, what is, what's your handle on Twitter, my guy, so we can all follow you? Dude, my Twitter handle is at real Dan Mitchell. First off, side note, I just want to tell you that your intro is fucking pristine. Oh, yeah. I didn't ask whether or not that I was allowed to say fuck like on your live stream. Yes. Is that frowned upon? Okay, perfect. perfect. No, not then, frowned upon. Okay, so it's not frowned upon. That's <laughs> that's great. And so I can't tell you how many live streams I've been on where I didn't ask that question, and oh, I got told it like three minutes in, like, "Bro, this is the family channel, dog." Like, let's chill. <laughs> no, all good, all good, all good here. So we we got some stuff to talk about. We were cutting it up before we came on live. Um, as everybody knows, the elephant in the room, the elephant in the media. We're going to call it the C word. Yeah, that's right. We're going to call it the C word because we don't want to get in trouble with YouTube. Um, has put a huge damper on this week's Bills game. Um, I want to get some uh, initial reactions from you guys because I think I blew up Twitter enough. I, I've kind of been very outspoken about how I feel about this. Um, a. Rich, we'll go to you first. How do you feel about having to play not only just play on Tuesday, but travel to Nashville where that team seems to be riddled with the C word. Well, you have to look at it like this, right? There is a reason why 
they implemented an opt-out clause before the season. They knew the possibilities of this happening. So the players understand what they got themselves into before they got into it. Now, the unfortunate situation with the Tennessee Titans, with them moving our game, uh, it seems as if we got the shittiest end of the stick. That's the part I don't like. I wish they would have did a better job uh, making it more difficult for Tennessee than the people or the teams around the Titans. I agree. Cody, how do you feel, man? Yeah, I mean, A. Rich kind of hit it on the head. Like, well, now we're having to shuffle our our next week's game, right? And people are saying, well, it wasn't fair to the Chiefs that they had to play us only on four days rest and this and that. Well, they made the schedule for that months and months and months ago. Like, that was set in stone. So yeah. now you're kind of putting a monkey wrench into the Bills' plans. What was your initial thought having to play if we play on Tuesday? Because um, – it's still, I think, a kind of if. What, what's your what's your initial feelings on having to play Tuesday? Man, it really pisses me off because let's start with the fact that the Buffalo Bills are now getting punished for, and that's what I'm going to call it, punished, because now you got to think of it like this. we got to play Tuesday, and Kansas City is going to get a whole week to prepare for us, and now we've got a shortened week when it shouldn't have been like that at all. And not only that, now we're losing out on one primetime game. For the whole right. world to see Josh Allen, you know, because the Josh Allen haters are still out there. And I'm quite frankly, I'm sick of it. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like they're, they're everywhere, man. Yeah. Uh, Dan, what about you, know, you, man? Ridiculous. And so, hey, here, like, and so this is my understanding of the entire situation, right? Regardless, the Buffalo Bills, they are protected as far as from the C word is concerned. Because say that one more case comes between now and let's say Monday morning, then the game is entirely canceled. If by some miracle that the Titans go these next four consecutive days without testing and without getting a positive case, then I am 110% confident that once our team goes to Nashville, they are going to be safe. Listen, the Titans have more scrutiny on them. They have hell raining down on them right now from the NFL. They are walking on eggshells. They are doing whatever they possibly can to follow the protocols and then some. So seeing that the Bills go into Nashville on Tuesday, if this game does happen, then I am fully confident that it is a safe environment for our players. Yeah, and pull up this comment again from, from Daniel Gallery's. The NFL has been over backwards for the Titans. And, I mean, we don't – like like Dan, you just said, We I mean, we don't know the severity of exactly what – you know, what kind of hell is going to be put upon them as far as suspensions, draft picks, financial, you know, you know, penalties and things like that. But my opinion is, and, and I've, I've said this since it happened a couple of days ago is the NFL will, I, I don't think we'll ever f- make a team forfeit. I just don't think that ever. will ever be, no. No. that well, will no, ever be has happened in the past back in, if I remember correctly, when I looked it up, 19, Last forfeit was like 1917. If you look at it, hold on. Let yeah, me look. I'm just gonna yeah it. but now we're talking about TV revenue. We're talking about all the revenue that that comes from advertising, things like that. So, I just thought that having a game on Tuesday, like you know, I, I'm not I'm not opposed to adding a, a week 18, which I think the league should have thought about doing um, in the beginning 
for cases where they might have to move games. Um, what do you guys feel, Dan, what do you feel about possibly having like an extra week added on to the end of the season? Cause we could play, we could play the Super Bowl in March. I mean, you know, oh, what, yeah, what, sure. you, know what you know what I'm saying? Like, right. And, and so we'll see a team raise the Lombardi in April at this point. I mean, that's just something that we need to sort of accept. So here's yeah. the deal. And so I think like the final premise behind this entire thing is, is we're not too happy of the rest time that we have going up against the Chiefs. Now, let's say, for example, that we were to play the Titans on Sunday, Raiders scheduled. We legitimately only would have had three days of rest, and then on Thursday we played them. But now, since our game is being moved to Sunday, the Buffalo Bills are now getting four days worth of rest. Yeah. So I mean, that's why like, I'm like not too – so I'm not mad – with what the NFL has put forward, because at the end of the day, we did gain an extra day of rest. Sure. The chiefs have a little bit more rest than we do, but that's something that happens every single NFL year. And right. So like, I mean, like whoever plays on Sunday night and they have a Thursday night game, most likely they haven't played since that previous Sunday. It happens all the time. Right. As yeah. far as a week 18. No, like I would not like that scenario, especially when it comes down to, um, as far as just the trajectory going into the playoffs, I feel like a week 18 is going to gas a lot of teams and mm -hmm. we're not going to get a competitive playoffs that I think fans deserve. Hey, Rich, how do you feel, man? Uh, so somebody's always going to complain about something, right? We are, we're, you, you're not going to get a hundred. You're not going to make everybody happy. We would have did week 18, had a week 18. Uh, people probably would have complained about that. Uh, we're going through what we're going through with the short days of rest, not the not having a primetime game. People are complaining about that. Me personally, I don't want to forfeit. I want to play the team and I want to bust the team's ass fair and square. So nobody on Twitter can say anything. We don't have to hear no excuses. Good teams propel in tough situations. This is a tough situation. Yeah. I, I believe our Buffalo Bills are good enough to overcome. Yeah. And that's and and way back before the season started, everybody was talking about well, whoever wins the Super Bowl, I'm getting fired up. Whoever wins the Super Bowl, there's yeah, gonna it's be not who it's gonna be the Buffalo Bills there's, when they win the Super Bowl. This there you year. go. You, there's, better, you might as well just start saying it now, man. There's there's gonna be what? I love I love it, Cody. There's gonna be an asterisk. Well, you know what? If the Bills win don't you think that coach deserves the fucking asterisk because of the shit that he of the shit that he had to deal with with all the separation, the Zoom meetings, no OTAs, yeah. well, well, when we win this year, because it's not an if, it's going to be when. When not only that, when Josh Allen wins that MVP too, you might as well throw that in there. <laughs> when, so listen, honestly, like we're going to build a freaking statue for Sean McDermott. I promise Easily. you that it's going to happen. And then the parade in <laughs> Buffalo is going to go strong for like a month. Like we're going to make New Orleans look like a freaking kindergarten. Show them what a real Mardi Gras looks like. Yo, listen. And so really like going off of those points as well, nothing infuriates me more than hearing, Oh dude, this is the asterisk season. Well, yes. let me tell you what, who, whichever team wins the Super Bowl this year, Whichever team wins a Super Bowl this year, it is a more difficult feat to win a Super Bowl during this year than it is any regular year. Facts. Think of all the yep. obstacles that oh, teams yeah. need to like go through. Everybody is, oh, everybody's going to remember it. Because, I mean, realistically, think about it. 
can you name the last five teams to win the last five Super Bowls, like right off the top of your head? Can you not. Yeah. Now think about it. Everybody is always going to remember, hey, that team won that 2020 pandemic year, and that will always be cemented in the history books forever. Everybody will be like, that team took on so much, and I don't know how they did it. And not only that, what about the rest of the sports? Aren't they going to have asterisks too, right? The right. Lakers, if they win, whoever wins in baseball is going to have an asterisk, 60-game season, 50 yeah. teams made the playoffs. So <laughs> it, it, it really doesn't matter. In all of sports, You're going to people are going to say asterisks. I don't really believe in that. If you want to win in any sport this year, it's more deserving than any other year's past, in my opinion. Yes. 100%. I mean – I'm gonna hit the comment section because they're blowing it up like <laughs> fucking know, like fucking crazy. So Cody's guzzling the Kool-Aid out of a keg. There you go, brother. <laughs> oh, dude, well I'm, deserved. I'm, deserved. I'm doing the freaking I'm doing a keg stand on that thing right now. I promise you. Oh that's fucking hilarious. Um all right, so let's actually talk about the game because I think that we sure. can we can dive into this game and I'll get everybody's initial thoughts, but we'll, we'll break this thing down. So I, like Akeem said, I, I, and I know Dan, we were talking earlier before we came on, I had a really good feeling about this matchup even before all this stuff happened. I felt really good. Derek Henry scares me a little bit because we're missing Milano. Um, but I feel like the rest of the roster top to bottom, I feel like, we have an advantage just about everywhere. Quarterback, yes. Wide receiver room, yes. I think our defense is better. Um, what would be your biggest concern going in? I'll, I'll hit you first, Cody. What would be your biggest concern going into this game, minus all the, the pandemic stuff? What would be your biggest concern with the Titans? Uh, the fact that they've had two weeks of rest. I mean, they're going to be felt well rested up. You know, everybody can turn around and say, yeah, they haven't been practicing, but obviously we know that's not true, or else co or else the C word wouldn't have freaking uh, wouldn't have spread. They've been practicing. We all, all know right. that. <laughs> like that's common sense. But no, uh, I uh, Derek Henry worries me, but believe it or not, another person that worries me is AJ Brown, uh, Hollywood yeah. Brown, or whatever dude. Like without Matt Milano, and it looks like I I got a feeling Trey's not going to play. I think he's just using the back. The whole, uh, you know, back injury is just a, as a scapegoat not to play. And I don't blame him. I, you know, like he didn't even want to play this season to begin with. So you know, like that that worries me that some some players are not are not going to play the game because they're worried about getting sick. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's what worries me the most. Do I think? Do I think we're going to win? Yes because of uh, how many players they got out, you know, thanks to Dan having that good conversation with Dan. Previously, I truthfully didn't think we were going to win this game. I had, uh, When I had my preseason prediction, I had this being our first loss. But since they're, since they're so bandaged up and everything like that, I wouldn't be shocked if we put up 40 on them. Hey, Rich, what about you, man? What's, what's your, uh, what are you worried about the Titans, if you're worried about anything with the Titans? So if I had to choose something to be worried about with the Titans, I have to look at our history, right? We played the Philadelphia Eagles last year, and we struggled, and we lost the game. Why did we struggle and lost, lose the game? Because the Philadelphia Eagles were, was a physical 
football team. They ran a physical brand, a physical style football, kind of like what the Rams did a couple of weeks ago. You know, we won the game, but we seen the physicality with the, the Los Angeles Rams. So if I have any concerns with the Titans, it's the physicality, because in my opinion, I think we as a football team struggle against physical teams. I think we struggle uh, against physical offensive lines, and I think we struggle in tackling. So physical football from the Tennessee Titans is what most concerns me. Dan, the man, what are you concerned about with the Titans? All right, man. So, I mean, here's my thing. Like, surprisingly, I am not scared of Derrick Henry for the most part that through the past two years that the Bills have played the Tennessee Titans, they have held Derrick Henry to 74 yards in 2019 and 56 yards in 2019. Sean McDermott has an answer, has an answer for Derrick Henry. But when it comes down to my biggest concern, especially once you like mix in this um, sort of issue with our defense alone, Ryan Tannehill completes 77.3% of his passes when he is not being pressured. And we all know that the biggest problem this year that the Bills have had is, is that we have been unable to create pressure on the quarterback. If we can, then Ryan Tannehill, he only completes 42% of his passes when he is being pressured. That is going to be the key of this game. And so especially once you consider the fact that if Matt Milano is not playing, legitimately look at week two when we played the Dolphins – Matt Milano is not in, and then their tight end, Gasecki ate us alive. Ate us right. alive. But then once Milano was back in, what did Higby do? Absolutely fucking nothing. What did Waller do? He was shut down toward the end of the game. Sign that man. And so if Milano was out, Janu Smith, who is an amazing tight end, yeah. probably one of, I would say, top five tight ends in the entire league, is going to be Tannehill's favorite target. So luckily where I'm standing right now, if this was 2019, then I would be sincerely worried. But the difference between 2019 and 2020 is the fact that the Buffalo Bills are now an offense team. We are an offensive team. Yeah. We went from having an elite defense and a and so an offense that can get it done to a decent defense to a offense that is perhaps one of the best in the entire damn league. So that's why I am assuming that once we beat the shit out of the Tennessee Petri dishes, it's going to be because of our offense. And now, now, do you think, uh, Dan, do you think our uh, defense is going to come back here in the next few weeks? or? And so that's a great question, Cody. You know, I um, was having a conversation with a buddy of mine the other day, and we always talked about, hey, like what really is the issue with our defense? And while we were all happy that there wasn't a preseason, while I'm sure most players were happy that there wasn't a preseason, you need those games, especially once you have new pieces Absolutely. to your defensive line. I mean, we ended up adding Vernon Butler. We ended up adding Mario Addison and Quentin Jefferson. These are new guys. Like they needed time to understand how the defense works. And the only way that they learn appropriately is when they get their reps, when they're out there. Right now, we're in week five. We are in week five. Yeah. If we do not see th the defense that we saw in 2019 by this week or week six, say that we don't see it, then we're not seeing it again. And we just need to rely on our offense to carry us through.
But See, I don't know. With the uh, with the last game against the Raiders, uh, what was it? We held them. Uh, what was it? Four or five straight drives with either a punt or a turnover. So I don't know. That's that's why I'm leaning towards that. Our defense is going to go. It's going to start escalating. And on top of that, with the way our offense is going, I I don't know that I. I I'm willing to put our team up against anybody, including the Kansas City I mean, I, I've said I've said this for two weeks now because I I was on that whole what the hell is wrong with our defense bullshit because theoretically every other year the defense and every team is ahead of the offense. It's just the way that it works, right? I just think that the the offensive systems have changed so much and the lack of preparation against it in the offseason, in between weeks, in, in game weeks. I just think that the offenses are so much ahead as far as play calling schemes than the defense. And the defense is down in the NFL. It's not just the Bills. It's the whole no. NFL. And so, so you want to guess what the common denominator is, Dev? What's that? I think it's without fans because now the now, now these 110%. No fans yeah, have no significantly yeah. helped offenses. Yeah, no you fans have significantly it. helped offenses, and no fans have detrimented defenses. Well, you think yeah. about it. I mean, and it's been proven. I mean, you go to a, you know, you go to Bill Stadium on third down for the opposing teams. Where I mean, people are yelling at. I, I think it's like 105 decibels. That's freaking loud. Yeah, right. I mean, like, like at that point, you know, teams can't make audibles and they can't do all that kind of stuff. And that's just easy pickings for Trey Lock White. You know. Yeah. But so it's. So let me ask you, how much is it is coaching? How much is it is coaching? Because when I see uh, certain plays, for example, from the Rams game, and when I see guys on the Rams wide open and get those chunk yards, I'm thinking more coaching than player execution. Uh, last week, I saw a lot of blind blitzes. We have linebackers blitzing for no damn reason. They're yeah. not getting there, and it's predictable as shit. How much of this is coaching? Uh, I'll leave that one on you, Dan. You well, I mean, you want to leave that on if, me? If, well, right, hold on. So, well, go, go ahead, Dan. No, That's go ahead. One. And so I feel like Dave was like really wanting to answer that question. I could see it in his face. So <laughs> why don't you take it over? Why don't you take it over, Dan? Because I, I just feel like we we know who McDermott is. We know who Leslie Frazier is. And I think the two, the marriage between the two of them has been has been it's been just fucking beautiful since 2017. So I, I think that there's a lot more to it. I do agree that not having fans has something to do with it. Yes, absolutely. But I think that teams are just more aggressive on offense than they have ever been in the past. You have a lot of these teams have three and four really good wide receivers. They, they have multiple tight ends. They have multiple options out of the backfield. And I think the quarterbacks are just getting smarter, to be honest with you. Look at the completion percentage this year. I mean, Josh Allen's eighth in the league, and he's at 71%. That's, I mean, that's insane. That's insane. So, I mean, I, I think both parts of it, you know, with the fans and it's, it's, you could, it's, you could hear fucking pin drop and crickets in the stadium, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, what, what were you, what were you going to say, Dan? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I, tr I trust McDermott and Frazier to get this shit right. It, I basically, I guess, is what I was going to sure. say. They've never given me a reason not to <clears throat> not trust them. So, it's, right. That's, that's exactly. my thing, you know. So, exactly. unless, unless you look at the 2018 season when we got completely fucking obliterated by the Ravens in week one. And then some, something changed, right? They made yeah. adjustments. 
Well, McDermott, that was also after uh, – In the Chargers game, too, when Josh's yeah. first start, they got blown out in that game. But the rest of the season, that didn't happen. They made adjustments. So, yeah. go ahead, Dan. Go ahead, man. Yeah, dude. Like, honestly – and so one of your Facebook viewers, David Highland, gave this very intriguing take saying that the Chiefs got their defense together midway last year. I just got a feeling we're saving our best for later on. And that is certainly something Bills fans want to see. Mm. But And so we can legitimately have an entire show dedicated to what is wrong with our defense. And just <laughs> to summarize this, and just to summarize this, number one, there's no fans. There's not the 12th man out there that's able to go on ahead and really get in offense's heads, not being able to hear their audibles or play calls in general. But number two, it's because we have a new defensive line and the Buffalo Bills are continuously on this rotational aspect. They're trying to figure out like what the best pairings are. Like that's just how it is at the end of the day. But at the end of the day as well, it's also because our linebackers have not been healthy since the first half of week one. Right. As soon as when we get that in, and I am confident that Josh Norman put the swagger back in the Bills defense in the fourth quarter oh, absolutely. last week. Absolutely. Now, I let me ask like you guys this. Them the fuck up, and they're here. Let me ask you guys this. Now, do you think that possibly another thing that's going on with our defense is, you know, last year, like, let's be honest, we, we didn't really necessarily take on the strongest of opponents. You know what I mean? Like, no. second, third string quarterbacks. I mean, yeah. Like, uh, now – could our defense be fluttering a little bit because of the level of competition from last year to this year? Could that be a possibility? And so that's a very, very sound argument. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not like, going like to I'm, I'm just trying to keep it a buck, you know, like I'm no, here yeah, exactly. to, and so try, like, to, like, try like, to keep the fan goggles off <laughs> and look at it in a yeah. So for me, effort, all right. But. So the reason that I'm not concerned about that is just the fact that our defense has been struggling right against two very average offenses in the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins. That was if we're a lot struggling, of time if we're Jets, so. true, true, but it, say that we're struggling with below average offenses, mm -hmm. then that's why I'm more like that's why I think that it's identified as a rusty issue rather than a regression in talent issue. Well, that was also week one. You're going to have some rust, especially with no OTAs sure. and no preseason. No pre that's, that, that's that's inevitable. That's another reason why you're seeing For so sure. many injuries across the NFL. These these players weren't ready. Not at all. No. Not at all. That's why I'm just slightly concerned that by the level of competition. Like, I, I wanted to say that I was expecting a top five defense, but, I mean, you think about it. Like, look at the way Russell Wilson's playing. Like, like, oh, yeah. look, we, like we play the Rams, you know, like. Like, His like, defense is disgusting. Yeah, but I mean, and like, not good, disgusting, bad, disgusting. Yeah, and if you look at the level of competition we have to play, I mean, is it realistic to think that we're going to have a top ten defense at the end of the year? Like, like, let's let's just be honest. Is it realistic? Do do you foresee us having no. a top ten defense? All right. All? So, so we're go ahead, Dad. So you 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 brought up Josh Norman, and I think it's a perfect segue because if Trey doesn't play, got it. And we don't have Trey and we don't have Wallace. We're relying on Josh Norman and Cam Lewis. And okay. yes, we got Teron Johnson. So okay. how, how comfortable do you guys feel as those two starting corner, cornerbacks on Sunday? So me starting off, 
this is what I want people to realize. Mr. Corey Davis, he's about to be out with COVID. Their slot receiver, he is out of COVID. And A.J. Brown, he's still questionable. We don't know whether or not that he's going to play. So when you look at the Titans' depth chart of people that would be able to play on Tuesday have had a combined, a combined 40 snaps to their 2020 career. So yes, if Trey White sits out this game, I am not concerned whatsoever. I am concerned about their tight end. I am concerned about their tight end, but you just throw Norman on him, worst case scenario. But as far as the matchups are concerned, I feel like we would be 110% fine with Trey sitting out this game. Hey, Rich, what do you think, man? You can talk about our depth. Uh, it's tough. I'm I'm a little concerned because I don't think we've played crazy competition Rams aside and we've got gash and we've had those starters in. Now we have, God forbid, a trade on play. Levi Wallace is out. We have bench guys that will have to come in and fill the role. I believe Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier is going to do a good job in masking those guys as much as possible, playing that, playing more cover three zone defense, which is where they're where they're comfortable. But I do feel that we do lack depth at the cornerback position, and I think uh, we have to rectify that situation sometime during the season. My opinion, Prince Amukamura, somebody has to come in to help uh, fortify this 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 uh, defensive backfield. All right, comment here. I'm. I'm- Trey has been under – I'm assuming this means underplaying. Yeah, should we be concerned about Trey's season so far? Anyone? Oh. Anybody take that one? Because I've been I've been underwhelmed by Trey, especially yeah. the Rams game. He was exposed in the Rams game. Now, now, I'm not saying it's not something that can't be fixed, but Cody, what do you think, man? Are we concerned I'm, about Trey? I, I want to stay on the fence about it. I know that's kind of a scapegoat way to do it, but – Yes and no, because, I mean, we all know Trey's a hell of a good cornerback. But the problem, but, like, once again, like, getting back to what I was saying, the level of competition. And not only that, it's it's not just Trey. You know, it's our entire defense. Am I a little concerned? Yes. Like, if he doesn't start pulling it together and keeps giving up touchdowns by, you know, week six, seven, then, yeah, we have a serious problem and there's something going on. Yeah. But as as of overall concern about Trey, not, not really. I mean, he's still – He's still one of the best cornerbacks in the league. I mean, I can't think of a single cornerback right now that's not struggling. Yeah, they because all are. What, what's confusing to me is Dan's favorite place in the world, pro football focus, PFF. Dan's favorite I place. I fucking hate PFF. Oh, my God. <laughs> pro <laughs> football. Wait, wait I think, I think you call it – what do you call it? Pro football fuckery pro or something? Pro football foolishness. <laughs> Yeah. Fuckery is better. Fuckery is a lot better. Pro football fuckery. Okay. So awesome. Jordan Poyer is the highest rated safety in after four weeks. In but the yet, NFL. Yeah, yep. in the NFL. But yet, Tredavious White is struggling. And it's the same unit. Micah Hyde is struggling too. And I'm, I'm, a, little, I'm a little bit concerned that these offenses that we're going to be going up against the chiefs, you know, some of these other teams that we're playing in the future. Yes. To Dan's point, we can score uh, with anybody right now. Um, But we have to also keep in mind that there may be a time when our offense is struggling and our defense gets exposed. I mean, we have to be, we have to keep, we have to keep it real. Um, And we Cowboys about that right now. Exactly. All about that. 
I mean, they can't stop anybody and they can score on anybody. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, do we, are we going to be in these games late in the season where it's, you know, 45 to, to 42 and, you know, where's the defense been the whole season after we just gave Trey this massive contract? So I don't know. I mean, Trey could White. Be worse. We could have gave uh, him the same contract as Ramsey. Ramsey's making over $20 million and he's That's he true. looks average at best. That's true. That's at best, man. Ramsey, I mean, like, Stefan Diggs made him look like he had skates on during that game. And every other wide receiver is. So it could be worse. Every cornerback is struggling, in my opinion. There's no – there's, there's no doubt about it. That's why I'm not really worried about it at the, at the time being. Hey, Rich, what were you going to say? So Trey White had a very good rookie year, right? And then he kind of tailed off. He didn't have a bad sophomore year, but people would say he regressed a little bit his sophomore year. Then his third year, he's an all-pro corner. You know, he's all-pro corner his third year. He gets paid. Now he's in his fourth year. He looks as if he's regressed a little bit. I'm not too concerned yet because, again, we didn't have any uh, preseason games. We didn't have uh, normal practices. It was a lot of stipulations and a lot of things that these athletes, which are human beings, have to go through that they don't usually go through during a regular season. So um, am I concerned about Trey White right now? I'm not concerned, but I definitely, I'm definitely keeping an eye on him and see how he progresses throughout the season. That's a great point. All right, I gotta let everybody know. Smash the ever living shit out of the like button if you're watching on Facebook. Smash the fuck out of it, please. Yes, all that. Smash it, punch it, whatever you want to do to it. If you guys it's are... Roger Goodell's face, man. Just hit it with everything you got. <laughs> and <laughs> if, if, if you guys are that guy. <laughs> if you guys are watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit the bell so you know when we go live. Um, if you guys want a link to Dan's channel, it is in the description below. Amazing content. Dude grinds like nobody else's business. Um, and again, I just want to thank him for coming on because it has been an absolute Paul trying honor. to get this man's honor, schedule man. to work with ours to get him yeah. on. We appreciate it. So, all right, let's move forward. Um, so to Dan's point, the Titans are the 28th ranked defense in the league, and they are missing some people. I, I'm I'm thinking that if I'm Sean McDermott, I want to put a 50 burger up on on Tennessee. <laughs> no mercy. Just be, well, <laughs> no mercy. if if I'm Sean McDermott, I'm in the locker room before the game, and I'm telling these guys because you know McDermott's a very respectful guy, but he's also got some nasty in him, and I'm telling these guys put up 50. We're not shaking hands. We're getting on the fucking plane and we're going home. Like what do you guys? It. What do you guys? What do you guys think about that philosophy? Do you think that we're going to be able to score at will like we've been on everybody else? Because you know, after the Jets game, it was like, well, it was one week, and then after the Dolphins game, it was like, holy shit, we can put up thirty. And then after the Rams game, it was like, all right, we put up thirty again. And then last week, we put, put up, up some 30. decent numbers. Yeah, we put up thirty yep. again. Yep. We so, put up 30 do you guys again. have any doubt in your mind that we're going to put up at least thirty on Sunday? And no. anybody open for him, whoever wants to take it. No, Run I don't, it. I don't, I don't think we're going to struggle at all, man. Because like what you said, I, I think that's a valid point. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to be pissed off from what happened to them now, because now that they know Kansas City's getting that extra, you know, that extra little bit of rest time, they're going to be mad. You know, like, like these players are going to come out and just punch the Titans right in the mouth. And I think that when the Titans are waving the white flags, I think they're just going to, I think they're just going to shoot that flag right out of their hand. 
I think I think McDermott's just going to say, you know what, we're just going to give him the shaft without any spit, and they're going to like it. That's just <laughs> the way it's going to be. Jeez, oh, <laughs> like geez. no no mercy. Like just pull down their pants. Just pull down their pants right in the middle of the freaking I didn't know it's field. Gonna be that kind of party. Yeah, that's what a- I think is going to happen. <laughs> I don't even know where to go after that. Uh, I don't even know. On that. I'm sorry. I, I don't even know. <laughs> this is everybody. Um, this is Cody's first show. So there's going to be probably some more of that. So just prepare yourself with the no I'm just, I'm just comments. Easy. I'm just you better give him a raise, bro. You better give him a raise, bro. Oh, oh trust me. Down. After that comment, he's definitely oh, getting a raise. I promise you. <laughs> a, a Rich, bring Bring it, bring it back, man. Bring it back. So I seen that we have an explosive offense. You know, it seems as as if sometimes we almost can score at at will. But I do notice, I do notice in parts of the game, we've had, we've had minor injuries. Cole Beasley went out parts of some games last game. We had John Brown with a calf injury. I'm, I don't know how we do under adversity yet. We know that John Brown is nursing the calf. We don't know if he's going to play. Uh, we we know that we have a lot of receivers, but we haven't dealt with an injury from the receiver position. So I want to see us perform, and I want to see this receiver depth if John Brown gets hurt because that's, that's new territory. Everybody's been healthy for all four of these games, which help us score 30 points. So I want to see what happens if John Brown is hurt and we have to battle a little bit of adversity offensively. Dan, what do you think, man? So, hey, here, honestly, and so I feel like that I just want to read a couple of numbers out to you guys right now. Um, 24.7 points per game, four sacks, four measly sacks throughout four weeks, 422 yards all-purpose per game, 166 rush yards per game, 256 pass yards per game. No, that is not the Buffalo Bills offensive numbers. That is the Tennessee Titans fully healthy defense Mm. numbers, what they are allowing per Mm. game. Once you need to look at it, if this game happens, if this game happens, the Tennessee Titans are missing their two interior defensive linemen to COVID, meaning that you are about to be getting second, third string interior D linemen. They are... The C word. C word. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. That's and, it. Shows um, over. Gotta go. All right, guys. Gotta go. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So, so like, they're like, missing. And so they're missing. And so they're missing their slot corner. So his backup just so happens to be a seventh round rookie, undrafted free agent, who's going to be asked to go up against either Gabriel Davis or Cole Beasley. Listen, <laughs> let me tell you what. The Buffalo Bills will punt only once this entire game. We are going to dominate every single time that we take the damn field because once you look at their fully healthy stats and once you take out their players that actually make them worth a conversation, the Bills are about to take advantage of this. Josh Allen will not throw 300 yards this game because he's going to be taken out middle of the third because we're kicking their (laughs) ass so bad. We're going to throw Barkley in there halfway in the third to finish up the game. That's how bad these mismatches are from the Bills offense and the Titans defense. Yeah, so, and you hold on, A-Rich, because yeah. I, I, I know this is your guy, but I feel like 
for the first time in a long time, and, and McDermott preaches, you know, next man up mentality and the way that Bean has structured this roster with just depth upon depth and the godsend that was Gabe Davis in the fourth round. Um, I feel like Gabe Davis is going to have a big game because if John Brown's out, Diggs is going to get all the attention. Beasley will always be Beasley. Beasley's always going to do his thing and he was always the most get open wide receiver. Last he's, year. he's he's always going to get yeah his his separation and his catches. So I feel like this is going to be a testament to the depth that we've built and just going to speak just hugely over where we've come under Bean in three years. All right, go ahead, Eric. Oh, that's an excellent point. <laughs> no, that's an excellent point. Anybody concerned with the guy from Oakland, Hearst, rubbing up on Josh Allen after the game and he has the C word? We, none of us are concerned about that. I'm, I, I hope and pray I don't wake up Saturday morning and see uh, Josh Allen has the C word. I, right. No concerns about that? I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, was all, it was all over Twitter. Yeah, it was all over Twitter yesterday. So – I mean, but don't forget say, about Stephon Gilmore rubbing up yeah, all on, on Mahomes. Mahomes too. So I so, mean, like it's a double-edged sword right there. Yeah, right, right. It's yeah, it's it's crazy. All right, so we talked about our defense. We talked about the Titans' uh, defense, and it's definitely a positive for the Bills because of how good this offense has been producing or has been producing. Um, who's? I'll give each of you guys kind of a forum on this one. Who's the player? Either team, you guys can pick either team. Um, something, someone that we're not everybody's talking about that you think will have a big game on Sunday, and I'll let any of you guys go first. Whoever whoever wants to go first, you guys chime in. Cody, you go first, man. How about that? Oh, put me on the spot. I like right. it. Um, I'm gonna have to go with two players. I'm gonna have to say Micah Hyde. I think Micah Hyde will have a bounce back game because uh, you know Ryan Tannehill. He's just gonna try to feed Hollywood Brown. That's his only playmaker he's really got now. Micah Hyde's going to be all over him, like stink on shit. It's just the way it's going to be. And uh, if I remember correctly, isn't Zach Moss supposed to be playing this game? He's still questionable. He's still questionable, yeah. Is he questionable? Well, I'll but tell you what. If Zach we're playing Moss, on Tuesday, so yes. he'll probably be good. He, he probably if, play, Zach, yeah. if Zach Moss plays, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say – I'm going to say this game. I'll go bold, and I'll say this game – Zach Moss goes for over a buck and two touchdowns. Wow. Wow. And this running and this rushing and listen to this, and this rushing only, offense. Yeah. No, I, I still think it'll be an error rate, but I think he'll have big chunk plays. And on top of that, I'm gonna say he does all of that only in the second half. Oh geez. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Wow. All right, Akeem. Akeem, what who's your guy? You were right with Gabe Davis a couple weeks ago. So that's a, hot, that's a good hot take. I like I like that, Cody. I like that. Um, they're going to be so their de- their defense is so depleted. Hold on, hold on. I got to put this up there. It's a super chat. I'm not sure if this is legit. Achoo, achoo. <laughs> Thank you, my guy. I I'm not sure if we've ever met before. Um, it's my buddy Ollie. He's the man, dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's I one of mine, dude. Guy. He's one of mine. He's one I, of mine. I appreciate okay. I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much for the super chat. All right, Arich. Nice, nice, nice. Um, players to watch the the tight end, the tight end from uh from Tennessee, Smith, Juno Smith. We're talking about a, a a freak athlete. We're talking about a freak athlete. We have Matt Milano that is hurt. That can that can pose 
uh, a mismatch nightmare for our defense. And uh, I want to see how Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier uh, uh, scheme around defending their big ultra athletic tight end, because in my opinion, he is the go-to on the Tennessee Titans, the X factor for that offense. Well, let me add to that, Rich, is because on top of that, I was uh, I was just reading a thing stating that the Buffalo Bills, we are averaging, averaging 90 yards a game and a touchdown to tight ends this year. So that is, yes, that, that is a real statistic. Average 90 yards and one touchdown to every tight end we've played. That is not good at all. Yeah. Nope. Dan, who's, who's going to be an X factor for – one of these teams, someone that no one's really talking about or paying attention to. Damn, dude. Honestly, whichever whichever receiver and so is lined up right against the Tennessee Titans slot corner, that seventh round undrafted free agent, whether or not that it's Cole Beasley or whether or not that it's Gabriel Davis combined, they will have over 130 yards. I can almost guarantee it. That's going to be Josh yeah. Allen's first progression. That's going to be his first look. He's going to take advantage of that mismatch. And then whoever is going to be dominating the carries, whether or not that it's Zach Moss or whether or not that it's going to be Devin Singletary, they are going to punish those third string defensive tackles. You're going to see a shit ton of runs up the middle. You are going to see a bunch of runs up the middle. You're not going to see Josh Allen scrambling too often because the Tennessee Titans actually have very speedy and very athletic defensive ends with Jadavion Clowney. And I forget the other one. He came from Atlanta last year, but he's also like has Vic very Beasley. similar Vic Beasley, very yep. similar characteristics, speedy defensive ends. You're not going to see Josh Allen rush for much this game unless it's up the middle. That's all it is. That's what um, I think. Zach Moss, man, make exactly. those business decisions, man. They're going to be business. so down, dude. dude business time. decisions. They're, they're going to get out of the way. He's going to be like Jerome Bettis in his prime, man. They ain't going to exactly. want to touch him. Exactly. And so then I'd have to agree with A. Rich as well. Jonu Smith, he's going to be Tannehill's favorite target. He's going to – if Matt Milano's out, expect Jonu Smith to receive for over 100 yards yeah. on Tuesday. Mm. All right, we got Kevin throwing in Dawson Knox. Is there going to be a Dawson Knox sighting? How do you guys? So let's. I like let's, it. Let's let's talk about this because I know A. Rich has his own personal feelings about Dawson Knox. Um, since Tyler Croft did his did his deal against the Rams, I feel like we're going to get. They tried to feed him the ball against the Raiders. He had the drop and then he had the reception. I feel like. The Bills have a, a ton invested in this guy as far as time, practice. They like him. Bean loves him. McDermott likes him. I know that Allen loves this guy. Do you guys think at some point we're going to start seeing an uptick in Dawson Knox, or is this just what we're going to get? Is this the Dawson Knox we're going to get where he gets a couple receptions here and there, he's a motion guy slash to, uh, fullback um, to kind of just throw off mismatches? <coughs> What do you guys think? Dan, I'll get you on this one first. What do you, what, what's your take on Dawson Knox? Is he going to be a reliable tight end, or is this what we're going to get with Dawson Knox? And so, well, here's the deal. So I feel like that we really haven't seen enough of him. Last year, obviously, being his rookie year, and then this year he spent the majority of the time on the bench with a concussion, right? We don't know whether or not that he has addressed his dropping issues. I mean, of course, he had that fumble during week two where he ended up getting that concussion and 
basically had him missing out on a couple of games. Tyler Croft stepped up. Tyler Croft stepped up. He had a hell of a week three. I'm sorry. He had a hell of a damn week three. And he didn't do too bad. And in my opinion, while – so the narrative says that Knox is a better blocker than Tyler Croft, but as far as 2020 is concerned, Croft is winning a lot more of his matchups than Dawson Knox's limited appearances have been thus far. Um, I love Dawson Knox. I really do. But we just haven't seen enough of him to see if he has addressed his issue of – dropping footballs right and he hasn't made a great case for himself especially since that fumble that occurred during week two true i i have to put this comment up here because my guy david highland i know i was looking at that man knows about my absolute my absolutely (laughs) okay so so dan probably doesn't know but he's probably Trent Murphy's probably my least favorite buffalo bills player just simply because because of the salary now, the last dozen games or so, I think he's earned some of that $10 million, but David Highland does this shit to me every single show just to get me going. <laughs> but if he has if he has four sacks on Sunday, you guys figure out I'll do whatever you want live on camera next week for next week's show. So, all right, so Cody. I got beer. Cody, what's your take on Dawson Knox, man? Uh, my, my take is uh... – it's the same thing, man. Like he's got, I've told everybody, dude, he's got straight up Kelsey potential. Like, like he literally could be one of them 1000 yard receiver tight ends. But the problem is, is he's got, I swear he eats popcorn before every freaking play. Like he, he likes to drop everything, man. And like, like, like we've seen those, those crazy spectacular catches and, you know, just the, the, like the constant separation the, the acrobatic shit, it's just, it's, but the problem is, is just, you can't hold on to the damn football. What, what good, it's like, it's like Zay Jones. Zay Jones could get separation. Zay Jones was quick, but he had stone hands. Like what good is a wide receiver that can't catch? Yeah. True. Pointless. I mean, he can block. I mean, it, it, maybe he might be the next Lee Smith. Who knows? But as of this yeah. point, I say keep Crofton. Straight up, yeah. and that's that. That's a shame because I really like Knox. I like him a lot, but he's just he just ain't cutting it right that now. That sounds familiar, eh, Rich? <laughs> See, uh, Dawson Knox, and I said it a couple weeks ago. You know, as far as the tight end position, Dawson Knox is Josh Allen. You know, we're talking about a guy with a shitload of potential, a very high ceiling. Yeah. Uh, fast and physical player. Dawson Knox on his pro day ran a what? Four six? We're talking about what a, that fast? Well, about a four six uh, yeah. on his pro. Four, on, four six Damn. three, I think. Yeah. On, on his pro I didn't day. Know it was that fast. So yeah. we're so we drafted Dawson Knox because of his athletic ability and the mismatch nightmares he can pose once he learns uh, or once he develops. Right. And right now, the development process for Dawson Knox is a little slow because we don't know if he can catch the ball consistently. You know, so this this season, I said this season is the season we're going to figure out in 2020. Do we have to go and get a number one tight end or a number two tight end? And it's all up to Dawson Knox and his play, in my opinion. 
You know, I, I really like that take because, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I mean, like that, that actually truly makes a lot of freaking sense. Yeah, and, he didn't, you know, he didn't, he wasn't asked, he was never asked to pass, to catch passes at Ole Miss no, because of, no, look at, look at yeah. who was on his roster. DK Metcalf and Hollywood Brown, wasn't it? Exactly. Of course. We, we, we have a vision for Dawson Knox based on his athletic ability. He's, yeah, so he's, that makes a lot of sense. Like, he, like, I feel, I feel like we should, Josh Allen took what, like year three? Why not, why not now give him another year? Like, like, man, you actually got me a little convinced on that. That made a lot of freaking sense. <laughs> well, like, like, and, 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 and my mind. I always go back to this McDermott and Bean like players that are raw, that they have athleticism and they can mold. It's very similar to Josh Allen, Tremaine Edmonds. Um, Saran Neal, Dawson Knox is that he's that prototype. He's a guy that they feel like that the intangibles will come once we get past like the rough exterior of he hasn't caught a lot of passes because he was never thrown a lot of passes at Ole Miss. So it's just, it's, I think he's another one of those guys that's going to take two to three years, kind of like Deion Dawkins. Deion Dawkins is having his best season that he's ever had. And it, t- it takes linemen three to four years to get used to the NFL game. So um, I saw a comment back here by Cody. Um, I can't find it now. It's like way back because there's 10 million comments in here. But they're talking about the hurricanes going through Nashville right now. <clears throat> Hurricane Delta. So the weather conditions are calling for rain um, on Tuesday. So does that change anything as far as play style for the Bills? Um, play style for the Titans. Um, and I'll go to you first, Dan. What do you think? Does this change things a little bit as far as because we haven't been able to establish the run because we haven't had to. We've been yeah. doing every everything's been working, and I've been of the old adage: if it ain't broke, then don't fix it. Right. But sure. at some at some point, we got to get this ground game going. What do you think? Is this the week, maybe potentially? And for sure, honestly. So I mean, as far as Hurricane Delta, um, that story was relevant during Sunday, like when we believed that the Bills right. and the Titans were going to be playing on Sunday. Um, however, by Tuesday night, I'm pretty sure that um, there will not be hurricane conditions during that point, which is always a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, this week, while I firmly believe that, say that we were to go to a run-first defense, well, sorry, and so a run-first offense, then I think that we would be – 110% fine. But like you just said, why fix what's not broken? There's so many mismatches, especially when it comes to DBs, that there's no question in my mind that although I still believe that our running backs are going to have a damn day, it is still going to be that Josh Allen air raid offense on Tuesday. Hey, Rich, what about you, man? We have an all-purpose all, all quarterback. We don't have one of the quarterback. We don't have the Baker Mayfields where it gets cold in January. We're like, hey, he got small hands. Uh, he doesn't. Uh, uh, he might fumble the ball. We don't have the Chad Penitents where you'd be like, hey, this guy doesn't have the strongest arm. We can't throw the. We can't throw that ball. We have an all-purpose, built for any weather quarterback. So I don't think our game should change based on the the type of quarterback we have on our team. Yeah, and what's funny too is the. Everybody talks shit about Brandon Bean in the presser after they, you know, why did you take Josh? Well, he could play in weather. 
So shit like this, you, you know what I'm saying? Like push the ball down the field. Josh will probably have no issues pushing the ball down the field like this. Uh-uh. All right, I'm going to hit the comment section. F the Jets is in the house. That's my guy. I know he's one of your guys too, dude. He yeah. consumes Bill's content, man. Yeah, yeah I love does. it. He snorts it, bro. Dude, he's like that. He's like that freaking one night stand that like all the military people just kind of pass around in the barracks, man. He's all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he just been all over the place. So you guys, you know? Dan was talking about um, what Derrick Henry's done the last two seasons against the Bills. Should we be concerned about our run defense? Because I say that, um, and we we, we talked in in depth about the defense or across the league, our team should be worried, all that shit. But we brought in Quentin Jefferson for run support from Seattle. We brought in Vernon Butler for run support. Horrible Harry's back. Uh, Ed Oliver looks like he's our best run defender right now. Are we concerned that the Titans can try to slow down our offense by just running the shit out of the ball on Sunday? Because I feel like in the middle of the field, I'm concerned about Milano, right? In the middle of the field, I'm yeah. concerned. But our rush defense hasn't shown me anything except in the second half against the Raiders, which was nice because Josh Jacobs is no joke. Um, should we be concerned about if they get going early, it may be a long day um, on Tuesday? All right. <clears throat> and so I'm only concerned. I am only concerned. Say that if Matt Milano is not playing in this game. If you look at – is whatever game throughout the past two years where the bills have absolutely gotten eaten alive by an opposing team's running back was when Matt Milano was injured and was not out on the field. So many people also hated star. So many people hated star, but the dude did his job. He was good at stuffing the run and he ended up opting out this year. So with star being out, Let's say that I'm like midway concerned, but if Milano is out, then yeah, like Henry's about to throw up like 140 yards on the ground against us. Hey, Rich. Hey, Rich. What do you think, man? This is this is where <clears throat> this is where coaching is important, right? We do have to we, we we have to do our jobs. We have to maintain our gaps. We have to stay disciplined. Uh, our linebackers, Ter- Terrell Dotson, in my opinion, is an ultra athletic linebacker who is. I see why the Buffalo Bills kept the man. Got is an undrafted guy that got arrested. I'm thinking Sean McDermott's culture. I'm thinking he's gone. He stayed on the team. I'm like, what the hell? Why is this undrafted guy still on the team if we like to talk about this culture so much if he got arrested for domestic violence? But we kind of see why Terrell Dotson's on the team. He can make plays. He's just don't, he just doesn't have enough experience, game experience, to see the field and what's going on. So I discipline and I control when things look like it's going one way and it's going the other way is is what we're is what I'm concerned about as far as the Buffalo Bills. I'm concerned with that gap control and the discipline. If we can do that, I think we'll be all right. So Cody Cody put up a no, wrong one. Cody put up a great comment. I was just about to tell you. To I still that think one, Leslie is holding back on showing the best blitz packages with games against KC New England Seattle on the horizon. What do you guys think about that? Is that something that we don't want to show our hand because Josh I continues, Josh I believe continues it, 100%. to be Josh? Or 
Are we just kind of like, you know what? Because you have to be concerned with the Rams game. And I'll always point back to that because we let them crawl right back in that game. And if Josh doesn't do Josh in the fourth quarter, it, we, we take an L in that game, you know? So a couple things on that too, like maybe he has the confidence in Josh um, to do that, but are, are, is that, is that really something that we could be doing? We could be saying, Hey, let's don't show all of our cards. We got big games coming up. We definitely want to not show anything to the Patriots because we want to own this division. We got, we got Russell Wilson. We got Patrick Mahomes. Is that, is that something you guys think is actually could be legitimately happening with the Bills defense? I don't hey, think Rick. we're I don't think we're good enough to do that. I don't think historically uh and right now we're good enough to be be holding back plays. We have to we have to take this as a one game approach. We can't assume we're going to be or we above anybody. We have to win the game that's in front of us. So do I agree with that? Um, no, I don't agree. I don't agree with that. You would know, Dave, I wasn't high on Leslie Frazier yeah, uh, when we first when he first became a defensive coordinator. I always felt that Sean McDermott, there's a reason why you're a head coach. You're a head coach because Carolina Panthers a top ten part of six years. Do what got you hired. So I believe we started on defense. We might see some some calling duty uh, to Sean McDermott. Yeah, Cody, what do you think, man? I don't know, man. That's a tough one. I mean, I want to say yes. I want to say no because you constantly hear every week. You know, our players they always say the same thing. They they always worry about one and zero, one and zero. They they don't ever look ahead. But I, I do I do want to say yeah because I could I could truly think I don't know man I, I kind of want to lean towards Rich a little bit but I'm gonna have to say yeah I I, I think Leslie Frazier and both Dayball for both offense and defense that we are hiding a few plays a few oh shit plays like like we need chunk plays now we need to score or we need to make a we need to make a play that they're gonna keep that locked up in a safe until you know that oh shit moment you know that's I'm gonna have to say, yeah. Like I, 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 I think we are hiding some plays. I really do. Dan, what do you think, man? Dude, and so I mean, like this, like completely changed my entire mentality. Blew my fucking mind once <laughs> I saw that comment because now it really makes sense. Because the Buffalo Bills right now, they don't need to show 100 percent of the tricks that they have up their sleeve defensively mm-hmm. because we have an offense. <laughs> that is most likely running it down the field for six. We don't need yeah. we don't need our defense to go on ahead and pull out like these massive plays. And I mean, I would love, don't break. True. would love for this to be damn true. Like I would love more than anything in the entire world for the Bills to like have like a mediocre performance on purpose right on Tuesday. But then with the Chiefs, when they have pre- when they have been preparing for how to stop the 2020 Bills defense, that yeah. that they just said, hey, 100. percent what? <laughs> we're about to be doing shit that y'all did not prep. <laughs> I would love, I would love that, and I'm hoping that that theory is correct. It is. Exactly. It's going to happen. You are because I, I, I've been preaching this, and I think everybody feels the same way. It feels like for a long time, like it was never 
a hundred percent team. It was the defense was really good one year. The offense was trash one year. One year the offense would be really good, like when we had Drew Bledsoe, and then when we had Chan Gailey, but then the defense sucked. Like now you're like thinking, holy shit, this offense is really good. Our defense is really fucking good. Like, and then you see what our defense is doing, and you're like, God, can we just be a complete team and just annihilate teams? So I, I mean, maybe Cody's on to something. Maybe against the Chiefs, we see a completely different defense that's just lights out, but That'd be the time to show up. That would absolutely be the time to show up. And so here's the deal. And so I could be like, this is not even me being a homer. This is not even being a homer right now. Say that we were say that we were to combine the 2020 offense that we have seen throughout four weeks. Say like right in some like weird reality that that is consistent through 16 games through 16 weeks. And then say that you combine that with the 2019 defense. We're the best team in the fucking NFL. Yeah, oh yeah. We're the best we team are. in the NFL. We already which, are, man. Which we are. Is, I, I, I'm we telling are. you, I would put there's no question. Anybody. There's no question. If our defense can start playing to 75% of what they were in 2019, we are the best team in the NFL. I agree. I agree. 100%. And you can and you cannot convince me otherwise. Not even 75%. I'll go out on a limb and say 50% because you think 50% about it. 50% of what they were in 2019. 50, okay. 50%, man. I mean, think about it. Like, what what were we, what were we allowing? What, what was it, 16 points a game? 16 and less than 200 yards passing a game, wasn't it? Like, I can't remember. Yeah. Somebody yeah. look it up for us real quick. Somebody, yeah. somebody look up the 2019 defensive stats. But um, you do even half of that. I mean – Rich, you're uh, you're uh, you can Rich. Yep, yep. I, said, I said again, I said again, you guys are uh, are absolutely right, but I'm gonna point back to what Cody said earlier. You know, we we the Miami Dolphins was a really bad team last year, we played them twice. Mm-hmm. New York Jets. Uh, the New York, the, the New York Jets wasn't a good team, you know. We played, we it's played, uh, was it we played. We played. We, Pittsburgh Steelers didn't have Big Ben Roethlisberger. We had a guy named Cincinnati. Buck. Cincinnati. Cincinnati Bengals was a bad team. The Washington Redskins was a bad, bad team. team. We we played a lot of bad teams, mm-hmm. or we played a uh, a lot of good teams with bad quarterbacks or injured quarterbacks last season. So, uh, it, it's tough. It's really tough right now. And then you think like the, but but then again, you got to remember we played Tom Brady twice, and they weren't they a, a top ten offense last year, if I remember correctly. And they struggled last year. I know Tom so Brady statistically did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. T- Tom Brady statistically did, but I'm talking points wise, yards yeah, wise, and everything. But, weren't they a top I mean, ten offense? Look, look what we did to the Cowboys though. Cowboys oh, had yeah. a top, Cowboys had a top ten offense last year. Yeah. We, we shut them down pretty good. Yeah, so, if, it, if it wasn't you know, a typical Dak, you know, exactly. getting his padded stats at at the end, I mean, it, we would have held them under ten points. Right. All right. Okay. So. Let's let's get some uh, let's get some game predictions here. Let's do uh, let's put the shit on uh, on paper here. Who's who wants to go first with their game prediction for Tuesday? You gotta give it to the man of the honor, Dan. Dan, 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 Dan the man, the myth, the legend. Since you were graceful ash. enough to come on, I, we really appreciate it, man. What is that your is what is your game prediction for Tuesday, dude? And so I. It's with the matchups right between the Buffalo Bills offense and the Tennessee Titans defense, which half of them are out with COVID. This is about to be a fucking slaughter. This is about to be 42 to 10 Bills. 
Forty-two ten. All it's right. gonna be a fucking slaughter. How many? Uh, what does Allen throw for in that, Dan? Uh, I see Allen throwing three thirty. 330, four touchdowns in the air, two on the ground. Any on interceptions? The huh? Any interceptions? Because you don't forget, right now, the uh, Tennessee Titans, they do hold a uh, turnover differential of plus five, which if I, if I remember correctly. What yeah. Is, what is that? Like, so I have zero. Tenth in the NFL? Zero? I like it. I have zero. Bring it, baby. Bring it. That changes so nothing. Like his- his his one his one pick this year his it's, one pick isn't he, he, right. have he has zero picks he, right. he, zero have, picks. he doesn't have an interception anybody that says he does they can go kick rock here you go a oh, thousand well. to two we beat COVID there you go <laughs> all right Cody you're, you're you're up next man what's what's your prediction brother uh, I, I'm gonna go with like a thirty-eight to uh, I, I thirty-eight to six. 38-9, wow. like zero touchdowns allowed, none, not one. Look at this one, 54-13. to 13. I love it. That would be well, sick. Well, no, yeah. I, I, I can't do that. I Because I, I I'll tell you what, it'll either be like a 38-9 or like a 38-15 with one garbage time touchdown. Like just, you know, like when Leslie Frazier goes into his typical prevent defense. But yeah, I, right. I, I think we shut them down. I think our defense takes a step this game. Actually, what, what do you think, man? 34-17, Bills. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Go ahead. Get out of my head. 34-17, yeah. <laughs> we take care of business. Josh Allen throws for uh, three scores. Singletary gets in the mix with a touchdown. Uh, we win this game, and we move on to Kansas City. I- I'm going to do this every week until I get this shit right. I- I- I'll go 34-17, but I'm- Motor's going to get 100 yards. I've been predicting this shit the last three weeks. And it looked like last two weeks ago, he was like on pace. He had like 50 something yards in the first half. And then they just stopped using him completely. So I think, I mean, the dude, when he touches the ball, I don't, if it's a handoff or a pass, like he makes, he makes people miss. Like it's Mm -hmm. absolutely insane for a guy of his size to not, it's impossible to tackle him. And if you, what I love about him the most, when he's going to the sideline and there's a defender on him, he fucking lowers his head and he's like, yeah, let's go, bitch. I'm taking you right with me out of bounds. Mm-hmm. And I love that shit about him. So, I mean, right, that, guys, that man will literally make you miss in a phone booth. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you got to remember, he was he was freaking mentored by LaShawn McCoy and then the great freaking Frank Gore. Yeah. Dude's going to be a rock star. Absolutely. And for years to come. Absolutely insane. All right, give me. All right, we'll do. Th- we'll do this. Give me one hot, hot, steamy, hot take for this game before we get out of here. Dan, you're first, brother. All right. So, so many people, and they are not talking about this, but this is going to be very entertaining. Their long snapper has COVID. There is only one person on a football team that knows how to long snap, and that's the long snapper. The Tennessee Tennessee Titans don't have a fucking long snapper. There is going to be a turnover caused by the long snapper. Whether or not that he rockets it right over the punter's head, there is going to be a turnover caused by the long snapper. Is this going to be – where Tyler Medikevich earns his money. Cause you know, we brought I him in so. because he blocks punts, right? That's what he did with the Steelers. I think so. so. He could be onto something. So. All right. Cody, you're up. Hot take, brother. 
Man, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Ryan Tannehill, not one, not two, not three, four turnovers this game. A mix of interceptions and fumbles, strip sacks. Ryan Tannehill, four turnovers? Four turnovers this wow. game. Oh, yeah. I, I truly see our defense. I see our defense coming at him strong because they're going to be pissed off. And they're going to give it everything they got. These players are going to be mad, I'm telling you. Four turnovers. Ed Oliver himself has one strip sack. Hey, Rich, what do you got, brother? Isaiah McKenzie. 100 yards receiving, two touchdowns. What? Hey, Dan went ahead and convinced me that we're going to be up third quarter big. Uh, they have a slot corner in Mark the seventh Pete round. McKenzie. <laughs> they have a slot corner, a seventh round slot corner. Big game for McKenzie. Let's 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 uh, chill, Cole yeah. in this. Oh one. man, I like yeah, it, bro. Dave. I'm can you can you uh, pin uh, Lone Wolf's Lone Wolf's comment, man? I love that freaking Alan comment. Catches Alan touchdown. catches another touchdown. <laughs> Lone Wolf, if that happens next live stream, I swear to God, I will shotgun a beer. <laughs> Dan's been Dan's been shotgunning beers all fucking anymore. show. <laughs> no, I don't even I don't even really drink anymore. But I promise you, I will oh, shotgun a beer sure. if he if he catches another touchdown. Or what would even make it better is if he Odell's one and then he freaking truck sticks another defensive end. All right, who's Tebow 1997? Y'all some homers underestimating the Titans. And? Well, <laughs> so, hey, buddy. so hey, buddy. And so how many playmakers are not on your team this week, bro? So your defensive line is in dis-a-fucking-ray. Your That's fucking receivers – who the hell are you putting out as Get receiver? Him, Dan. Get him, Dan. Like, who the hell will the Titans put out as receiver? Honestly, you better fucking hope that A.J. Brown is healthy. If he's not, then you're putting out like three practice squad caliber, caliber receivers. type receivers mm -hmm. against our secondary. Yeah. You're insane. Of course we're underestimating the Titans because they're about to get their fucking teeth kicked <laughs> Flat out curb stomp, man. All right, so <laughs> I, I I'm gonna go with this, and I wanted to go with it last week, but our guy Colt went went with it. Or was I don't know if was it you, A. Rich? Josh Norman with a pick six, and we see the best end zone fucking celebration ever, ever, ever of all time. Josh Norman like pick it. six this week because he's probably playing 100 percent of the snaps, if if not close to it, because of the injuries that we have. So. I think I think we get a pick six from Norman. I think it's going to be fucking amazing, and I just hope that he keeps proving everybody fucking wrong about what happened to him in Washington. So, yeah. because I believe that the dude was brought in for a reason. He knows the system, and he's going to start showing out here pretty soon. Yeah. So, all right, guys, we're going to shut it down. Does anybody else have anything they want to say before we get out of here? Yeah, Dan. I want to add something to that, Tebow man. Not only did Dan freaking Tebow. tell him the way it was, yeah, but he did. Oh, he did, so. too. That's all right. The <laughs> Titans haven't played shit, dude. Like, it's just as bad as the Steelers getting overrated, man. And you guys notice, like, on everybody's freaking power rankings, the Steelers are rated fifth yeah. above above Buffalo for some reason. I don't uh, know yeah. why. I don't pay attention to those anymore. It doesn't matter. Right. No, it's it doesn't like, matter. Man. I, don't I, think, I honestly think McDermott likes it that way. Put us yeah. wherever you want to put us, and we're just going to keep proving everybody wrong every single year, every single game. Yeah. I, think that's, I think that's how they like it. The underdog mentality. Yeah. 
And we come, right. to a po- we come to a point now where we don't even really watch ESPN and the media outlets. Why? When you could watch yeah. Dan, when we could watch Dan Mitchell, you know? Dan knows more about Buffalo than, 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 the, uh, than, the, than the outside media outlets. So, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dan's the real goat, dude. Tom Brady ain't got shit on him. He's the real goat of the fucking football world. Anybody that argues that, you kick rocks. That's the way it's going to be. <laughs> All right. Awesome show. Gentlemen, awesome this has been an awesome show. I appreciate I think at some point we had upwards of close to 75 people watching between Facebook and YouTube. For us, that is really, 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 really good. Um, and I appreciate each and every one of you guys Watching, if you haven't smashed the ever-loving shit out of the like button, please do so now so that we can get more and more interaction. Hit the subscribe, hit the bell, share it on Facebook. Um, Our guy, Dan Mitchell, we've been trying to do this for a long time. I am super grateful, man, that you took time out of your weekend. I know Sparkles has plans for you tonight, so I appreciate you um, taking time um, out of your busy, crazy schedule during the season because we know you guys pump pump out crazy content. Um, anything you want to give to the masses before we head out of here? And so honestly, y'all, like this is the year where you need to be excited about the Buffalo Bills. It doesn't matter when you see articles saying like, oh, well, the Bills started 4-0 back in 2008. This is not the same team. This is a team, ladies and gentlemen, that we have been waiting for. We have been waiting for this, for the most part, for our entire lives. Agreed. Enjoy it. And don't be surprised when we start dominating and having some shocking wins this year. It's happening, y'all. <laughs> what we've been waiting for is here. Quick, hot Enjoy take. Enjoy it. Do we beat Kansas City? <sighs> Come on, both of real quick, just right now, right, right off the top of your head. We beat Do Kansas, we beat City, Kansas no? City? Yes. 42-41. I, I say the same thing, man. Shootout. <laughs> Josh Allen wins yep. the freaking throw-off. Who can throw a distance, man? It's going to happen. Yep. 6-0, and baby. It's the way it's going to be. People don't like it? Well, I'm sorry. You're wrong. I don't know how else to tell it. Hey, Rich, you got any final words of wisdom, my guy? Uh, yeah, man. A Rich, Akeem Richens. We appreciate everybody that's been listening, that's been tuning in. Uh, we try to be as knowledgeable as possible so we can give good content to the to the to the Buffalo Bills community, man. And we appreciate uh all the feedback we've been getting. I appreciate Dan Mitchell for coming on, and and we we definitely have to do this again. Maybe when we win a Super Bowl, we can get together and do some exclusive shit. You know, oh, I appreciate yeah. I appreciate everybody. We'll go jump through a few tables when we win it this year. So in person. And so, like, we'll all go out and get fucking trashed. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll be the DD because I don't really drink much anymore, man. I'm just not much of a drinker anymore, man, personally. My man. All right. So, DM3, I'm going to sign off. I really appreciate Dan spending his time chugging like 17 beers while we were on the show. Just fine. Thank you so much, Dan. Real recognizes real, and Dan is as good as it gets. His YouTube channel link is in our description. Please go check him out. You, It, it will be well worth your while. Um, so for Dan, A. Rich, Cody Finney, I'm DM3, and I will see everybody next time. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.